Hey. Hey, Jess. <laughs> I got you this time. <laughs> you did. Guys. How are you? I'm great. Guys. <laughs> Freaking great. <laughs> um, We just watched our Spotify wrapped for Stay Inside. And it was like overwhelmingly amazing. Basically, I can't stop smiling right now. No, same. My cheeks hurt. Like... I'm like, how are we supposed to do an episode right now when we're so hyped? Like, I feel like I just drink a Red Bull. Yeah. I mean, I'm drinking Coke Zero, but not nearly <laughs> enough caffeine. Um, <laughs> but basically, we are so appreciative of everyone who has listened, who have followed us through this journey of starting from scratch and... Making Learning one of our, how to be podcasters. Yeah, making one of our, like, dreams come true. And um, yeah. we just truly, really appreciate you guys and love you. <laughs> um, Spotify called our listeners, what was the word, Jess? Devoted? Devo- yeah, you guys are the devotee. Yeah, which, cheers to that. Yeah, and also, I guess, we are in the top 15% of podcasts that are shared globally so hell yeah yeah keep sharing guys right (laughs) spread the love (laughs) hopefully it's out of love and not out of oh my god listen to these girls talk oh don't (laughs) i didn't even think about that (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it i don't even care i i hope that somebody gets a good little like caitlin what at least two or three times an episode. Like, there's no such thing as bad publicity type of thing? <laughs> sure. Uh, or more of like, I have a shameless personality. <laughs> I think we both do, so it's okay. It's true, I know. <laughs> I think that's what kind of makes us unique, though. I agree. I feel, I. it's funny, my husband listened to one of, them, one of our episodes today, and I was like, did we make you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a true crime podcast, but also like, we're funny. And we funny. can be. We're like um surprisingly funny in like weird areas, I think. Right. Right. But, yeah. But yeah. It also it depends was really badass to see. Yeah. I was going to say it also depends on like the mood we both are in when we're recording. Like True. for instance, right now I'm like kind of slap happy and just like riding on this wave of <laughs> high from watching that (laughs) right so energy it might be goofy today (laughs) oh it's gonna be a goofy one it's yeah and it's it's gonna be a spooky one oh kind of a christmas spooky it's it's does not have anything to do with christmas but but it's Granted, I don't want a Christmas spooky. That might kill Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want anything, like, morbid. I originally thought about doing, like, something that had to do with Christmas. Like, where someone was taken on Christmas. And then I was like, that's going to be way too sad. I don't want to think about that. So, yeah, I was like, and I was like, I don't think we've done a spooky one in a while. So, um, this is kind of, like... A mix of historical and spooky and kind of it's kind of all over the board so okay all right well let's hop in let's hop in
All right, guys, so we're staying inside today because of Eastern State Penitentiary. Okay. Have you ever heard of it, Kat? I haven't. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, that's why I'm here. I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> I was going to say, all of your spooky things I promise I have never looked into before <laughs> is not my thing. Okay. So, way back yonder. <laughs> yonder. 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 In 1776, you know, when America was established. <laughs> I was going to say, that was way yonder. <laughs> way yonder. In Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, to be exact, there was a jail that was built called Wal- Walnut Street Jail that was built to help relieve some of the overcrowding at Philadelphia's Old Stone Jail. Okay. Okay. So, 1776, just imagine a world. <laughs> I was about to say, like, how many people are actually in the United States at that point that they're overcrowding the jail? Not many, <laughs> but I think I think the Old Stone Jail was probably like a one cellar. Ah. So okay. they needed more space because more people I were see. coming. Yeah. And not all of them were good, I guess. I don't know. Also, yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's 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 bad people everywhere. I mean, I think they believed in witches back then, so... Oh, right. Right. This may have been before the witch craze, but yeah. No, 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 because Salem is Salem, Massachusetts, which is one of the 13 colonies, and so it's like... Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. In 1787, Dr. Benjamin Rush founded the Philadelphia Society for Alleviating the Miseries of Public Prisons which is a prison reform group, the first in the world to be exact. Well, that's kind of neat. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we could help other people, but sure, the criminals. Want to know who joined this group? Oh, gosh. Benjamin frickin' Franklin. Okay. I mean, you know, he's a renaissance man. He's one of all of the things. So why not also be a prison reform individual? Why not? Um, this group is still around today, and it, but it's now called the Pennsylvania Prison Society. In 1790, the Walnut Street Jail is expanded to contain 16 single cells. Sorry, okay. I should have said this earlier at the beginning. Um, so how I kind of am going through this episode is a timeline. So it's going to be like a timeline of its construction and everything that kind of happened um through that and then as soon as prisoners got in what happened there and then where it's at today and then i'm gonna kind of go off track after that okay can't wait to go off the rails yep (laughs) buckle in i know (laughs) please keep your hands and arms inside at all times (laughs) your hands and arms not your hands and feet you can keep your feet out i don't care (laughs) just swing them (laughs) so in 1790 the walnut street jail is expanded to contain 16 single cells okay but because of overcrowding again the society wanted to build a new prison that is bigger to hold more inmates finally in 1821 a mere 30 years later the pennsylvania legislature approves funding for the eastern state penitentiary penitentiary this is going to be built to contain 250 inmates 
They jumped from 16 to 250? Yep. Wow. Yeah. It's like okay. essentially the first penitentiary in America. Right. Because, I mean, before it was basically just jail. Yeah. But this is going to be like, no, prison. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So a bunch of architects entered a competition to submit different design ideas for the prison. And a man named John Haviland won $100 for his design. And Which is like like probably $5,000 now. I'm so close. $2,600. Nice. I okay. mean, I'll take so, that. Okay, so I'll take it back. Okay. So about 2600 bucks today. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a good, it's a good little it's price. It's a good price. Yeah. Um, in 1822, construction begins. The design of the prison is that of like a wheel or I'd, it's called hub and spoke. So it's like a wheel, like there's a central area and then a bunch of spokes Oh. out from okay. the center. Yeah. <clears throat> and those are the different, the spokes are the different cells, or cell blocks. Gotcha. Okay. Um, there is a central middle, middle area, and the cell box was fan out into eight different directions, like I said. The cells were 8 by 12 by 10 feet high, and would have hot water heating, a water tap, toilet, and individual exercise yards. Um, are prisons much different now <laughs> i feel like that's exactly how i imagine prison i so i don't know <laughs> have never been to prison so i do if know. anybody listening has ever been to prison just let us know just send us an email <laughs> you don't even have to comment you can just yeah email or dm i mean you if you have to go old school, to school and write write us a letter we should <laughs> If you happen to be in prison right now, right now. <laughs> let us know. But I'm not giving my address over. So. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, true. So find a computer and email us. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we were going to be like giggly today. Well, I'm sitting here thinking, I wonder if one of our top five listeners is actually in prison. I know. Same. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Right. On April 23rd, 19, or 1829, legislation is passed specifying, quote, separate or solitary confinement at labor, which essentially prohibits all contact between, between prisoners at Eastern State Penitentiary, which is yet to open. Masks will be fabricated to keep inmates from communicating during trips outside their cells. Cells are equipped with feed doors and like I said earlier, individual exercise yards to prevent contact between in- inmates and also limit contact between inmates and guards. I feel like that's a safety precaution. Like, I don't want you talking and, like, yeah. organizing something that could hurt it's, the people working there or something. So it's, like, solitary confinement is, yeah, like, the standard at this point. Gotcha. Okay. On October 25th, 1829... I, Eastern State Penitentiary, I call it ESP for short. <laughs> okay. ESP opens. Its first inmate is Charles Williams, who is a burglar who stole a $20 watch, a $3 gold seal, and a gold key. 
He was sentenced to two years confinement with labor. Okay. In 1831, Block 3 was finally finished, and it was the last of the original single-story cell blocks. Blocks 4, 5, 6, and 7 were all two stories being worked on to accommodate the increasing number of inmates. (laughs) So, like, this is, like, a theme. Overcrowding (laughs) is a theme. There's, like, too many criminals (laughs) coming in. (laughs) So they have like, to keep building. crimes, people. Yeah. The first female prisoner is received in 1831 as well. Mm. In 1832, an inmate who served as the warden's waiter escaped by lowering himself from the roof of the front building. He ended up being recaptured, but escaped again in 1837. <laughs> a little escape artist. La- There's a lot of them. We'll get there. I'm imagining, though, him, like, escaping as Rapunzel. You know, like, <laughs> he's got to have something to scale the building kind of thing. Scaling and... down. Well, I think at this right. point it was just a one story, so. You just jump. Just jumped. You know. Yeah. Might break a leg, but you could still move. Maybe. Better hope you can run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next bullet is a little sad well it's it involves torture so just hold on for this one okay in 1833 matthias mccomsey was serving time for manslaughter and tried to talk to a man who was in the cell next to him when he got caught by guards an iron gag was placed on him what is an iron gag you may ask (laughs) I'm asking, I guess. (laughs) It is a torture method where a gag made of iron is placed in your mouth and secured around your tongue. Your wrists... Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's not even the bad part. Your wrists are tied together behind you and the gag is attached by chains to the shackles on your wrists. If you move, this may cause your tongue to be ripped or even pulled out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Matthias was left in his cell with the iron gag on, and when guards returned an hour later, he was found dead. The iron collar on his tongue supposedly ripped his tongue so bad that he bled out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, that reminds me of that show, A Thousand Ways to Die. Yeah. A thousand and one ways to die or something. Like, the most abnormal way to die. My tongue ripped and I bled to death because of it. Yeah. I mean, poor guy. I mean, he was in there for murder, right? I think so. Yeah, manslaughter. Yeah, so, I don't know. A little bit of an eye for an eye, but at the same time, that's awful. Yeah, that's terrible. He was just trying to make friends. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to have buddies. Yeah. People need connection. So in 1834, the first of many investigations occurred that looked into the prison's finances, punishment tactics, and deviations from the Pennsylvania system of confinement. Mm -hmm. In 1836, the original prison was completed under the supervision of architect John Haviland, the guy who won the contest. Okay. Um, Eastern State Penitentiary covered 11 acres 
including state-of-the-art plumbing, sewage systems, and 450 centrally heated cells. This, that's, a, that's a, I mean, especially yeah. for the time being, like, that's huge. This is truly a one-of-a-kind, like, prison system. And yeah. the governments all over the world even modeled prisons after it because it was so that's cool. ahead of its time. Um, it costs $780,000, which dubbed it one of the most expensive buildings of its day in the U.S. to build. Today, that would cost around $25 million. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, oh, $750,000. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. Like, you could build a luxury hotel for about that. Yep. Wow. Okay. And flabbergasted. Starting in 1836, tourists would be able to come in and, like, check it out. Oh. Yeah. It's like, well, that's so weird. Well, there's prisoners in there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's what every kid dreams of on a Saturday afternoon, going to tour the prison. Yeah. In 1842, Charles Dickens visited the U.S. to see Niagara Falls and Eastern State Penitentiary. Well, that is a very interesting fact, I must admit. (laughs) I know. After his visit, he wrote, quote, The system is rigid, strict, and hopeless solitary confinement, and I believe it, and its effects to be cruel and wrong. Because it was so, like, solitary. Like, it left people in such solidarity. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yup. Hmm. Intense. So, obviously, once it was built, they started quickly filling up the prison and needed more room. So, in 1877, they added on four new cell blocks without the attached exercise yards. Where, where, where were they built? Um, so... Like the hub and spoke, the wheel, you know, uh-huh. they were yeah. built between the existing. So they're just adding more spokes. Oh, gotcha. gotcha yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> In 1911, cell block 12 was completed and was very different architecturally than the other blocks. This block consisted of three floors, each with 40 cells. There are no arched ceilings, and each cell had a very narrow window instead of skylights like the others. Hmm. Yeah. So these are more of, like, high crime. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, I don't know if that's where they put people. I think they just put people where they could because they were running out of room. Yeah. But um, it's just not as uh, nice looking, I guess. Hmm. So it's worse than... Yeah. What was already the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I see. In 1913, the Pennsylvania system of confinement with solitude is officially abandoned at Eastern State. The system had actually broken down decades earlier. Oh. Okay. And it just, they kind of let the law follow. Yeah. Okay. In 1923, female prisoners were moved to a new prison in Muncie. The same year, inmate Leo Callahan and five accomplices escaped by scaling the east wall with a handmade ladder. 
after holding up unarmed guards with pistols. All of the digital switcheroo and got the <laughs> guards' pistols. Like, yeah. wow, okay. Yeah, and then I think because they were doing labor, one of the guys made this like ladder that would like fold. Mm. And okay. <clears throat> yeah, they used that to escape. All of the accomplices are eventually recaptured, except for Leo. He was never found. And I think he was the (laughs) only person that successfully escaped. Wow. One out of, like, ever. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for Leo. Yep. Okay, this is, I can't wait to see your reaction after reading this. Okay. Oh my gosh, am I going to be scared? No. On August, okay. on August 12th, 1924, Pennsylvania governor at the time named Gifford Pinchot sentenced Pep, the cat murdering dog, to life sentence at Eastern State. Pep allegedly murdered the governor's wife's cat. Are we talking about a real dog? A real or some, dog. Some grown man we're calling a dog. Like, no, it's a real what? dog. It's the governor's oh, dog. poor puppy. He just wanted a kitty cat. <laughs> oh. Prison records show that Pep was assigned an inmate number and is shown in his mugshot. That's like when they let... The, that's like when they let the service animals be in the yearbook for kids. Yeah. Like, that's so cute. Yeah. I Except think, for it's prison. So I think I think <laughs> the governor, like, don't, essentially donated his dog to, like, build morale oh, in the prison. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I thought I, that was a really cute, like, factoid. <laughs> I love that. I mean, not for the puppy, but maybe he liked it. No, I think I he know. was treated There's no cats with, in prison. I think he was treated fine. <laughs> I don't think he was, like, in a cell or anything. I think he just... No, I mean, like, could you imagine being the only dog in prison? Like, I'm sure you were literally so loved. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be. Like, who doesn't love dogs? I know. Actually, psychopaths don't love dogs, and that's who goes to prison. So, I'm back to square one. That's a good point. (laughs) And I'm sad. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> in, <laughs> in 1926, shocker, there still isn't enough room. So construction begins on cell block 14. This is also a three-story cell block, and by this time, there are barely there's barely any space between cell blocks. So it's like the spokes, but Super they're close. all close together. Yeah. The penitentiary, which was originally... Um, supposed to hold 250 inmates was now holding 1,700. Oh, crap. Yeah. Okay. This is another factoid fun. I don't know if it's fun, but... I love all these little fun little notes you have. It's, like, very... It's cool. Um, so Al Capone, who, if you don't know, is a very famous Chicago gangster, was, um, he was imprisoned 
at Eastern State for eight months from 1929 to 1930. He was arrested for carrying a concealed deadly weapon, and this was his first prison sentence ever. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Now, you could say he got some special treatment because he was a very high-profile inmate. An article in the Philadelphia Public Ledger describes his cell. It says, quote, The whole room was suffused in the glow of a desk lamp which stood on a polished desk. On the once grim walls of the penal chamber hung tasteful paintings, and the strains of a waltz were being emitted by a powerful cabinet radio receiver of handsome design and fine finish, which none of these items were in the other cells. Excuse me? Yeah. So he got whatever he wanted in his cell. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what the? Like, what the hell? <laughs> Wow, like it's probably even nicer than like the security guard lounge or whatever. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I'll um. So there's a post, uh, a picture on Google, and I'll post it. In 1933, a bunch of inmates started a riot by setting fires in their in their cells. Not sure how. Um, they were essentially pissed about not having space and nothing to do because the prison was so overcrowded. The next yeah, makes sense when you get a lot of like you know prisoners together all cooped up and like they don't like something yeah uh, yeah recipe for disaster yeah the next year they rioted again by starting fires and even short circuiting electrical outlets hmm. yeah in 1937 Victor Babe was his nickname Andrioli was convicted of killing a Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania state trooper and was sentenced to life in prison for first degree murder. He escaped in 1943 by hiding in a delivery truck that was leaving the prison. Several weeks later, the police found him in a diner in Chester, Pennsylvania, where he was shot dead. Yeah, you can't get away with killing a trooper. That's not a thing. Yeah, no. You don't do that. Yeah, no. I mean, you don't, you don't, I mean, you know, if you're listening, please don't kill anybody in law enforcement, but, um, a trooper, I mean, that's next level. Yeah. In 1942, Morris, the rabbi Bulber, entered Eastern State Penitentiary. A rabbi? Like a real rabbi? (laughs) No, I think he was very religious. That's why he was called the rabbi. Uh, Okay. So like a nickname, not like a title. Yeah. Yes. It's a nickname. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay good. um so he was serving a life sentence as a member of an arsenic murdering ring in philly <laughs> he- <laughs> oh come on the irony there <laughs> come on. i know you should have just said no he's really a rabbi <laughs> I'm not to tell me this. i'd have been like what <laughs> wow okay okay the rabbi really got into some shit. He did. Um, he was one of the leaders of the group who appealed to women mostly who were willing to murder their husbands in order to collect their insurance policies. Between <laughs> 1932 and 1937, this group was responsible for more than 30 people's deaths. Oh, wow. I mean, like, 
Yeah. I mean, that's okay. I mean, I, that's, a, I mean, I, the words aren't obviously happening out of my <laughs> mouth, but <laughs> I don't know. I was just sitting here thinking like that. I mean, that's old time crime. Like you gotta think we were talking about the murder castle episode. Like, yeah, that was, that was nearly ancient and he was doing the same thing. So, mm-hmm. hmm. Fraud. Yep. After being incarcerated, Bulber joined the Jewish congregation there. Oh, was he the rabbi? No, but he became very good friends with the rabbi. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, what does he do? Go up to the guy and say, <laughs> they call me rabbi. Maybe. And he just says, yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I like that. Awkward encounter. I love that. Okay. In 1945, 12 men escaped through a tunnel. And then I put in parentheses... Q Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> it's literally what I was thinking about too. I'm like, that had to have been yeah. the whole thing. So Clarence Kleindienst was the one who built most of the tunnel. And at the time of the escape, he only had two years left to serve. Yeah. Uh, two years was too long, I guess. People make bad decisions. Willie Sutton, who was a famous bank robber, was the one who came up with the idea to escape. Most of the men were caught within minutes of escaping. Only out for two hours, Kleindienst was sentenced to 10 more years for the prison break. And shortly after this, Pennsylvania legislature recommends abandoning Eastern State Penitentiary. Because at that point, you know, they're like, the structural integrity is just gone like obviously there's a way to get out and it's by a tunnel yep huh i mean at that point it's how old like 200 years old uh it's a little over 100 years old okay yeah so at like, that point yeah the buildings had its heyday mm-hmm in 1958, the city of Philadelphia certifies Eastern State Penitentiary as a historic property. In 1961, the cell blocks are desegregated. This same year, inmate John Klossenberg tricks one of the guards to open the cell of another inmate, and within seconds of the cells being opened, the inmates overpower the guard and begin the largest riot in the prison's history. That's terrifying. Yeah. Several hours later, the riot is calmed by a force of police, guards, and state troopers. Oh, shit. Yeah. They were, like, one step away from National Guard. Like. Yep. Jeez. Yep. Okay. In January 1970, Eastern State Penitentiary finally closes its doors. Most of the inmates are sent to the State Correctional Institution at Greaterford. And then it became a historical building, and they decided to open it back up for tours in 1988. I mean, they did the same thing with Alcatraz. You know, like, you mm-hmm. can go tour Alcatraz now, so... Which I would do 1,000%. That's something I would actually do with you. Don't worry. Okay. That's something I would do. Let's yeah. go. Let's do it. That'd be so fun. I'm down. And a half. Okay, cool. (laughs) All right. 
Um, so now I'm going to just mention a couple of the punishments that they would enforce on inmates while it was still running as a prison, obviously. So. I'm, I'm like gritting my teeth like, oh, these are about to be really bad. We, I only have four bullets. Um, we already talked about the iron gag and that was pretty bad. Um, another is dousing prisoners in freezing water and hanging them outside in the winter for ice to form on their skins. Oh. Many, many people died from this. Yeah, hypothermia is no joke. Yeah. Um, in Pennsylvania, like, I feel like hypothermia would be like, it wouldn't take much. Uh, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another form of punishment was strapping prisoners into chairs with leather restraints and having them stay strapped in there for days. Would they feed them? No. (gasps) Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah, this is awful. And then the hole. Which is an underground cell block dug under cell block 14 where there was no light or human contact and very little food for as long as two weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like there's so many things like I can think of that are modeled after that. Like, I mean, obviously I'm just talking about movies. I don't really know the prison system very well, but I feel like I know of a bunch of movies that have something similar to this or just like torture Mm -hmm. in general like like girl in the box to reference another you know episode like that's terrible yeah i know um so now i'm kind of gonna switch gears into like different hauntings so (laughs) cat just like snapped her head at me (laughs) whipped my head what you're like no no you're like, can I leave for this Here part? Here we are. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, so Al Capone complained during his stay that he was being haunted by James Clark, who was one of the victims of the St. Valentine's Day massacre that happened in Chicago. The massacre was a result of gang rivalry, and Al Capone was one of the leaders. So I think that's just a him thing, where he was haunted yeah, like, by him. but Straight up in his head. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. So, Warden Herbert, nicknamed Hard-Boiled Smith, is a popular figure seen around the prison. While he was warden, he enforced some pretty severe punishment tactics, including the water bath where inmates were dunked into a bath of icy water and then hung from a wall for a night when ice would form on their skin. Um, he also enforced the mad chair where inmates were tightly strapped in, restricting any movement for days and inducing starvation. So he was, he was kind of a guy. large part in, yeah. Yeah. For all that torture bullshit. Um. And so now he haunts the prison. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. He doesn't seem maybe like the souls someone he killed are like keeping him there, huh? Maybe I hope. Creepy Honestly, thought. 
Cell Block 12 is known for echoing voices and cackling. Which, like, no thanks to the cackling. (laughs) I was about to say, the cackling just made my spine straight. Like, whoa. Cackling. Cell Block 6 is known for shadowy figures darting along the walls. Cell Block 4 is known for visions of ghostly faces. One of the maintenance men that worked there in the early 1990s said he had just opened an old lock on cell block four when he said that a force gripped him so tightly that he was unable to move. He described a negative, horrible energy that exploded out of the cell and even said he saw tormented faces on the cell walls. Holy shit. Yeah, no thanks. I would be, my ass would be fucking out of there. (laughs) Yeah, like, I am I am leaving the state of, of Pennsylvania. I am out of here. Abort. Did I just say the state of Pennsylvania? Eject. Where's the eject button? Eject! <laughs> Inmate Joseph Taylor is also seen walking around. He bludgeoned a guard by the name of Michael Duran, killing him in 1884. After the murder, he calmly re-entered his cell and went to sleep. So the man's is psycho, and he is a ghost there. Oh, that's creep. Okay. Yeah. Some guests claim to see a man standing in a guard tower, but there is no physical way to get there as the brick stairs are no longer in existence. <laughs> that one's freaky. Yeah. Like, imagine you're just standing there, and then all of a sudden you look up, and it's like, what the hell? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I don't know. I also feel like all of the people that go and tour this have to know that it's haunted. Yeah. So really, you're probably just like, oh, that's exactly what I wanted to see. I don't know. I would go just because I'm, I'm curious people. what it looks like, honestly, more than anything. Yeah, I'm a Google Maps that shit. Okay. Cat's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to stay my ass right here. Hell yeah. I am a stay inside to the core person. Yet you love true crime and doing this podcast with me. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole, like, experiencing the whole thing just is a no for me. Yeah, I get that. But I would still try to. Anyways. Before I decide that I can go to Alcatraz with you, we really, I really do a little bit of research. I can do an episode on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I She's could. Like, I feel like okay. I couldn't. <laughs> If you must. <laughs> I don't think I could. I feel like I'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm not going. No, 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 You're no, like, no. yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely down to do it. I'd be out. Okay. Or what if we do it after? I just force you to go not telling you anything. Oh, my gosh. I th- no, because really I think, I think also, that's the like, best way to do it. Because if you don't know, then you're good. You're, like, immune to it. You don't know what's happened. Until I get gripped by a force. But will like, you? I don't know. Okay, but if I do? Then I'll tell you everything. <laughs> <laughs> On the way to the psych ward. <laughs> my mental break. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I have one more bullet and then we're done. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm ready. Um, the apparition of a woman is spotted often. She has been dubbed the Soap Lady. 
She sits in the last cell on the second floor and is seen wearing white. Huh. I like that note to end on. Yeah. So that's it. She's the less creepy of all the things. So that's Eastern State Penitentiary. What an interesting episode, Jess. That I was know. a good one. It literally <laughs> has like everything. There's a dog in it. There's like Al Capone, Charles Dickens, Benjamin Franklin. Let's go. I know. It has touched all spaces of history. Like literally everything. Anyways. Okay. So cat's staying inside after this, but um, Hell yeah. If you guys want to email us, give us any suggestions or just say hi, email us at stayinsidepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at stayinsidepodcast. Um, follow us on Twitter at stayinsidepod. And I know Christmas is coming up and we hope you guys have the best Christmas with your families. Merry or Christmas. Friends. And um, we'll see you later. Stay inside. Stay inside for Christmas. Love you all. (laughs) Bye. Bye.